Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. Welcome to Thunder Noodle. Thunder Noodle Boodle. Noodle Boodle Boodle. Noodle I feel like we can't have a cute intro with the type of shit we talk about. No. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Say it. I don't know. I just imagine we turn this on and we're like, hey, guys. Like, how you been? Then we find something cute. Imagine. Like, it's like some fucking Disney princess type intro beat and then we're like okay and then this bitch got decapitated and buried alive yeah i actually think we should do that <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's a total vibe you know have you my favorite disney princess movie hand on hearts will always be the 12 dancing princesses obviously i feel like that's elite um i don't know that the 12 dancing princesses who girl <laughs> i'm what? about to walk right who's out you? who's these bitches who wh- have you what? never watched barbie you uncultured human but barbie isn't a disney princess oh fuck she isn't a disney princess <laughs> like I don't know why can you that. i'm about to walk out of here how dare thee call bar like i did i just call I barbie a disney I princess i separately love barbie but i am disney i'm a disney adult why did i just call barbie i don't know okay but i just swapped that around like, backtrack <laughs> <laughs> backtrack a little bit um barbie the 12 dancing princesses not a disney movie no i never saw that I never saw that. Okay, that still breaks my heart. Is it like, because I've seen Bobby and the Nutcracker. I've seen the, the... The the pawpaw princess. What, <laughs> the pawpaw. The, the, the princess and the pauper. There we go. And Swan Lake. I've seen Swan Lake, but yeah. there's a Disney movie Swan Lake as well. Is it Disney? I don't know, but there is that really weird animated Swan Lake. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it's a really pretty movie, that. I love that. Oh, then I Odette. 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 Imagine <laughs> being raised in that time frame, right? Like me. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean when they still name people Odette. Oh. <laughs> and imagine like you're busy bashing or whatever. And you, the name you need a moan is like, oh, so William Third, <laughs> Or some shit. Oh, Odette. Like, no. At this point, no. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> to tell you this story i have to she's gonna kill me if she ever listens to this and i apologize so badly right so my one friend so off track but we need to do this Mm. my one friend um was having an an acquaintance (laughs) over after um a gathering of sorts at a local watering hole and these two go home together, right? Now mm. we know what's going to happen. It's a freaking song. Mid sesh. Mid sesh. Mid sweating sesh. Mid sesh. She hears her cat, right? Because she closed the door. Because, like, kitty, don't come in, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay? It's other kitty's turn right now. The cat is scratching on the door. <laughs> she starts mid-moan almost, <laughs> try to calm the cat down. Because oh. like, stop scratching, you're distracting my vibe. And she's like, James, James. And the guy she's with does not know that her cat is called <laughs> James. And he stops and he's like, no love, it's Paul. Oh. So he thought, okay, Paul. She was moaning. Oh my god. Imagine thinking that like yeah. you're literally mid bash and someone's just like screaming out another name. I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, but that's literally what happened. He thought. No, I don't know what I'd yeah. do. I would cry and then it's so gentle about no love. 
it's Paul. Yeah. Like, okay, Batman. <laughs> yeah, like, he's he's got some, like, well done to him for just taking it, like, that well. Like, I couldn't. correcting her in the smoothest way possible. I couldn't. Couldn't be me. No. But, um... I would just sh- shut up. Yeah, I'd just be like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm James for the night. <laughs> yeah. Cosplay in this bitch. The name's Bond. James Bond. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. I don't know how we got on this. Talk. I do. <laughs> oh, the moral of everything is in the 12 dancing princesses, they have this intro to their their thing of like these princess singing. And it's very pretty. And I feel like that's what it should be. And then and then we can start talking about our gruesome murders. It's heavy. Okay. So today we're talking about Anisha and Joey Fanekark. Okay. So they are a lesbian couple. And they live on a farm in Moinoi. I don't know if you know where that is. I, I have no idea. I never knew a place like that even existed, but it does. This is a South African case. Let me just preface that. Okay. And it is known as one of the most horrendous murder cases South Africa has ever seen. Four people were tried for this murder. And Wait, um, who got murdered? Anisha and Joe, oh, the lesbian couple. The Libesians. Okay, so the Libesians. Bo- the Libesians. The Ledalabins. <laughs> so both of them are murdered. Are murdered. Yes. Okay. Four people are tried for the murder and they were raped. The people that are, are tried for this murder, Mersha Stradom, 24. Aaron Satole, he goes by James though, which is his middle name. Yeah. <laughs> James. Okay. <laughs> James. <laughs> so um, his actual name is Aaron, but throughout the thing it goes by james so if i'm talking about james it's then his brother jack satole he's 21 some guy named alex who's 39 alex madua the killing of the couple was very gruesome like god these people mm -mm. um so one thing that isn't mentioned is there was another person that was supposed to be tried for this murder um his name is quiz tradom he is mersha's husband who is also double her age. He's like in his 50s. He was known to be the mastermind of this whole thing, which we're going to get into. But he ends up actually killing himself before he gets tried oh. for the murder, which, you know, oh. pussy. But yeah. Anyway. The motive for December 10th, 2017. Also, That's like recently. Yeah, very recently. Was literally greed. That is the motive behind this case, is pretty much a greedy motherfucker who... You know, you know when you just, oh, you meet those people and it's like nothing you get is ever enough. So you're going to do anything you can to like get more. And it's all money motivated, like materialistic Mm. wanting. Yeah. So this is all based because Chris wanted the farmland. So Anisha, okay, the one victim, she had bought a small holdings on a piece of land yeah okay Chris lived close by and he wanted this piece of land that's basically okay. he just wanted to extend his property and she was in the way this is basically where this all stems from is wanting this piece of land which I think you know what murdering two people over a piece of land yeah. you gotta be some type of sick in your fucking head as it seems from the outside the couple was like a very happy couple very loving like they just looked good you yeah. know just a healthy couple like there wasn't anything bad you could oh bad you could <laughs> say about the couple they were said to like just fit into each other's lives like yeah. they were made to be together yeah type of vibe 
Very twin cute. flames. My twin flames. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anisha was an animal lover. Um, you know, she's seen on social media with like a lot of fur babies. Oh. Very cute. Very one with nature type vibe. Yeah. You know, so living on the plot made sense. They were yes. now living in this like farmland surrounded by animals and horses and nature. Yeah. Like that's where they were meant to be together. Yes. They got married on the 5th of November in 2014. So they were only together for like married for like two years before this murder happened, okay. which is very sad, I think. So Anisha had bought, bought, <laughs> had bought land in Moinoy and this became their home. Now, obviously, Quirs lives maybe like a couple kilometers down the fucking road. And it's so scary to think that like you can be in such close vicinity to someone but never know what the actual fuck is going on. I think that's something that blows my mind is I often sit and I'm like, I don't understand how I'm living my life. And then you go off when you're not like in, in front of me and yeah. you do your thing completely different i know nothing about it it doesn't affect my life but you're out there living a completely different life to me yeah. and like that shit it freaks my <laughs> i'm like no that that doesn't sound possible yeah, and you have no access to know except yeah. obviously if i tell you but i'm exactly. like living this whole life that i know nothing about that you know nothing about and now there's people on the complete opposite side of the world i'll never even meet doing living, that living a life doing their shit and i'm like this shouldn't <laughs> no Mm -mm. it doesn't clock <laughs> so before we carry on with the case about anisha and joey there is a side side case side story okay okay and this is about amanda may Janse van rensburg her nickname is mundy okay so she was married to her husband george Janse van rensburg for four months but then on the 24th of june 2014 she was found shot to death in her home by her husband no uh -huh. So her murder was labeled as a farm attack. Okay. Yeah, which is quite a big problem in South Africa is the yeah. farm murders, right? Exactly. Were they, did they, this is, is this separate from the mm -hmm. other case? It's gonna, you're gonna see it's all gonna come together. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't be trying to make connections just yet. Okay. okay. The connections, they're coming. Okay. They're coming. Okay. So they married in 2014 and no, they married. Yeah, in 2014, in the beginning. And then she passed away June 24, 2014. Oh, wow. So they weren't married. They were married for four months. That's a very sad. So she also owned a small holdings <laughs> um, where her and her husband, George, lived. And they ha had two tenants that lived on the property. These two Please tenants... Please don't tell me this is close to... ...were oh, okay. Natasha Kutzer yeah. and Kurs so he owned and ran a panel beating shop from the premises, mm -hmm. from this little holding. Chris had said that before Mundy died, he had spoken to her about buying her property. Yeah. And allegedly they had even signed papers that, and she had agreed to this. And she was like, okay, you can, you can buy my property. That's fine. This is all based off of what he's saying now. And he's like, no, the papers are signed and everything. So legally, like, this is my land. Yeah. Quiz even stated that him and Mundy took out life insurance on one another on the value of the amounts that had been discussed to purchase the land. And he said that this was done in case anything happened to either of them in the process of the deal to ensure neither of them went out of pocket. Because of this, after Mundy died, 1.8 million rand was paid out to Quiz. 
because of this life insurance thing that they have done they had done okay and it was said that Mundy's husband tried to stop this but he couldn't like he apparently was like I don't think this should be happening but Chris was like well here's the papers brother it's happening so he had what did this come as a surprise to him completely yeah. like there wasn't a discussion. there wasn't like a lot of information on this case but yeah okay. from what it seems like he didn't he didn't expect this to happen like I don't think he knew this was happening. Like the whole land selling, everything. Yeah. All of it was just blindside. Yeah, I don't think he knew. So for all we know, Quist didn't even like have the money to purchase, to purchase this property. He just wandangled this woman into, or not, without her knowledge even. Oh, girl. Oh, okay. The wheels are turning. Okay. We're going to get in. Quist then used this money to purchase another piece of land near Moinoy. So now I think he has like three pieces of land. George was angry, obviously. This is Mundy's husband. He was like, no, like this is this shouldn't be happening. Like what the yeah. fuck? Then like things start to get a little shaky because they get a witness. This witness comes out to be Natasha Kutzer, who was the other tenant on the property. Yeah. So she saw Chris's employee, James, the one Sitole brother. James, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. So she recognizes him because he works at this panel beating um, shop for for Kuis. So they work together. They see James on the property often because they work there. Yeah. So it's easy for him to be identified because they know him. Yeah. She sees him running and she's like, I know this motherfucker. I know who shot her. Slowly police like become suspicious because now Kuis was trying to buy the property now got a large payout after Monday's death. And now his employee is seen running from a house the night she died. People are like, mm, this is this is weird. Natasha then d- agrees. She's like, I'm going to give my testimony in court yeah. and tell these people what I've seen so that she can help give justice to Monday. However, the day comes where she's supposed to go to court and, and give her testimony. And she doesn't answer her phone. Like, at all. The detectives are phoning her, doesn't answer her phone. So they decide they're going to go to her house and look for her. Maybe she forgot. No friends or family know where this this bitch is gone. Everybody, like, she just disappears. Natasha's missing. Natasha is missing, okay? They never find out where she goes. Is she still a missing person? We still don't know where, where Natasha is, what happened to her. There are theories, which we will get into, but as of this moment, she goes missing and no one knows anything. We don't know where she is. There's no trace of her. Nothing. This girl is missing. So because of this, the case goes dead because now they have absolutely no leads. Did they open an investigation to where she is? I think maybe, but I'm not sure. What? So Chris and James move on with their lives. What? Yeah. Chris and James just move on swiftly. They're like, cool, cool, cool. We basically got away with this. So between 2014 and 2017, Chris and Mercia meet. Now, at this time, Mercia's like 21 when they meet, and he's like 54. So they meet, whatever. Now, throughout this time, between 2014 and 2017, so closer to 2017, I assume, they get married and proceed to have, have kids and whatever. And they live on the property that Kurs bought there close to Moinoy. Okay? Anisha Fanikark, she owned Moss, a holding in Moinoy, and Kurs started renting out a piece of this land to extend his panel beating business. Okay. Okay. How big is this panel beating business? Bruh, 
fuck no. But it said that this was like a very civil agreement and yeah. like this was all shop. Like it okay. was fine. Keep in mind, Moinoy is a really small town apparently. Like I think it's like smaller than Bloom. Like okay. type five. Just yeah. They give him the property. They're like, you can rent from us. This is yeah. no problem. Like cool beans. James Satole was regularly also now at their property because he still worked for Kua. Jack, James's younger brother. Yeah. He starts then working for Quiz as well. Okay. Both of the young men are now seen on the property all the time yeah. working for Quiz. So Anisha and Joey, they know these people. They're like, okay, like I know who these people are. Like if I see them on my property, I'll wave and say hi. Yeah. You know, it's like our our guys that are walking around here working yeah. all the time. You know, we know these people. Yes. Exactly. So Quiz proposes that he wants to buy Anisha's whole property now. Like, yeah. he doesn't just want to rent a small section. He now wants to buy the whole thing. However, she declines this at first. She's like, no, nah, I don't want to sell. But because she's living her happy life. You know? But he's, like, extremely persuasive. And he just keeps pushing her and pushing her and pushing her. So, eventually, she agrees. And she says, okay, I'll sell it to you for two million rand. Yeah. And so this seemed to be something Chris was interested in because she proceeded to go and tell her family that she had a buyer that was interested in buying her property. For two million, that's not bad. Exactly. So everybody thought, okay, like he must be interested in in buying this because, Mm. you know, off of what she's saying, she seems to understand that he's interested. However, like it soon comes out that, um, that this was the turning point. This was actually the turning point of everything. Anisha agrees to do this for two million rand. However, it comes out that Quiz never had a single cent to pay towards this. He didn't have two million rand to buy this property at all. He starts thinking about other options. Do you think he wanted to do the whole life insurance thing with her as well? I do. But I think if he did it like and then like she died, I think both of those situations, renting from both those women yeah now all of a sudden life insurance whatever like doing it twice i feel like was too easy for him to get caught so he just wanted to he doesn't have his plan ready yet but Mm -hmm. he wants he is still persuading her because he knows he's gonna do this he doesn't know how yet but let me persuade her to sell this. let me me. like get her to the point where she's willing to sell to me and then i'll figure out how i'll actually do it later on Mm -hmm. type vibe early december 2017 anisha puts a hold on the sale as her father passes away and now like her whole fucking world is thrown upside down yeah. dude so she's like can you just give me a break like i need to now sort out my life i don't know now if it's like gonna be a viable option for me to sell my property and move while my family is going through all of this yeah because i'm assuming there's like she has to think about her mother and yeah. taking care of her there's a lot maybe they family needs to come live with them. There's a yeah. whole lot that goes into this. Exactly. And obviously the planning, figuring out, I get it. Hundred okay. percent. Yeah. So she's like, okay, just hoza on mm. the on the on the sale. So Saturday the 9th of December, the family gathers at Anisha's property to start planning the funeral. Yeah. And they're all together, they're in the house and they're all, I don't know, doing whatever you do to plan a funeral, I guess. Yeah. And grieving the Crying. loss yeah. of this father while all of this is going on you know you're so preoccupied that you don't notice the other things that you usually would notice or things that you should just be aware of yeah and so no one that day notices that there's a car outside and they are being watched 
from outside their house. Yeah, because I'm assuming there's more than one, like the whole family's cars are yeah. there. Yeah. And there's probably like cars that they anyway don't recognize. Exactly. So now there's a car outside, they don't notice, and this family is now being watched. Who does that? It's creepy. First of all, like, okay, firstly, stalking someone and watching someone do their thing is already creepy. But now you are literally staring at people who are mourning. Yeah, I think that's disgusting. Yeah. So Anisha's family left. Her and Joey were supposed to meet them at a funeral home on Monday the 11th. So the family came Saturday. They left either Saturday evening, Sunday morning, whatever the case may be. And it was all agreed upon that Joey and Anisha, the couple, are now going to go to Pretoria on Monday the 11th and meet them at the funeral home. It's going to be the last time they see the father's body and the final like planning towards the funeral and stuff and then the funeral is going to happen. So this is all agreed upon. By the time that um, all of this is happening... From what I understand, this is now the next day, the day after the family was there. The Sunday. Yeah, so now that we're on Sunday. Now the girls are busy packing and getting ready and doing their thing and whatever the case may be. Yeah, because they have to go to Pretoria tomorrow. You know, what they are not aware of is although they are not being watched by the same people anymore, they are now being watched by a new set of people. Fucking creepy. I think that like, all of a sudden feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> I'm okay. just about to say I get this insane like that's a big fear of mine is like yeah. being stalked or something. Oh, so just down the road on the Stratum property, Chris was putting a plan into place that was now going to change everyone's lives, and not just Anisha and Joey and their family. Like everyone involved, everyone's lives are are about to change forever. And it's crazy to think here you are, you're mourning the death of your family member, you are are going through the motions and stuff, and you don't even know what's happening, what, three kilometers down the fucking road, and how this, this is about to change your fucking life. Yeah, because it's not just like you said earlier, somebody living their life Mm. separate from you. Yeah, now it's... This person is living their life, but putting all of their efforts in to ruining yours exactly without you doing anything to them oh that is so creep shit man sick and fucking twisted so while all of this is happening mercia yeah her name is mercia so she marries quiz now quiz has a son okay with mercia no a separate a separate son who is 10 years older than mercia than mercia so the stepmom is 10 years younger than her stepson (laughs) she gets so Mercia gets her stepson, <laughs> stepson, uncle, vibe, um, his girlfriend, okay, He's also older than her. I'm guessing. I'm also guessing to go and buy some stuff from the grocery store for her, okay. And this included duct tape and heavy duty cable ties. So this girlfriend, she waddles off and she goes and she buys the stuff she comes back she gives it to mercia she doesn't think anything of it okay so like duct tape cable ties oh and some onions and potatoes <laughs> you know that's not dodgy at all right. well maybe not i mean i grew up on a farm mm. so and my husband is a sound engineer yeah and i mean like her so, husband is a panel beater yeah duct so tape, if cable ties. i could tell you how much rope mm. gaffer tape mm. insulation tape ca- like heavy duty cable ties 
we have like i think if you walk into our house and the funniest thing is it's all red rope Mm-mm-mm. right girl so it looks all kinky winky yummy 50 shades in this bitch but it's not i literally yeah. use it to build forts for my daughter <laughs> other than that, i regret let's, let's try this again oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the list includes duct tape and heavy duty cable ties yeah the little girlfriend, she runs off, she goes and gets the stuff, she comes back, she gives it to Mosha. Happy go lucky. Okay. Here's your groceries, mommy dearest. Yeah, mother knows best. So at this time, James Satole, he is involved in this little plan that Chris is, is brewing up. So he decides he's going to phone his friend Nelson Malate. James had contacted him in December 2017. To do a piecework for Stradom. He okay, said, so piecework. If you're from South Africa, I feel like most of us know what a peace job is. Mm. It's literally like peace. Like P-I-E-C-E. It's like a piece of work. Yeah. Which I think to international people might not make sense. too much sense. Because I, I, to me it feels like that's like a South African saying, hey, can I have a peace job? Yeah. Where it's literally just not permanent employment, yeah. not like a weekly thing. Just can I, I this one job I need. This one thing mm. that I need you to help me with. Like help me move my shit. Yeah. Help me take the fucking twigs out of my garden. It's yeah. like one thing. Once in once once off. one thing, you pay me once, you never see me again probably yeah. up until you have another peace job for me. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we got that out. Yeah. So he says he has a, a peace job for 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 Stradom. Well, for Nelson, but for Stradom. Do you know what I'm saying? So he has work for Nelson to do for Stradom. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and Stradom is quiz. Quiz, yeah. Okay. Quiz. So my boss has a peace job for you. Yes. Okay. So he said to James. Yeah, Nelson says that James refused to explain the job over the phone and said he should just come to the to the property and they can talk about things. And if he can, he must bring a friend with. Which isn't also South Africa. People yeah. are going to be like, oh, that's so suspicious. It's not really. It's yeah. like, I don't have time to explain this to you now. Do you want this peace job or not? Just come if you can bring a friend. Yeah. Just come. Yeah. That if you don't want to come, tell me now. But I'm not. I'm not even gonna take the time to explain this yeah. to you. It's like do 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 do. Just come. I, feel I get like, that. Oh, do 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 do. And, do, then, just do, do, do. and yeah. then just come. <laughs> um, <laughs> I try not to make sexual innuendos, but it's just so hard. <laughs> so he's like. He's like. He's like editing. Bring your trustworthy friend, and let's. Let's do this peace job. Yeah. Okay. Malati, so Nelson, he testifies that he and his friend Elliot arrive at Stradom's small holding a few days later. Stradom then told them that he needed them to kidnap two women with whom he had a business dealing. So he was like, you don't need to do anything. Um, you just need to pick them up and bring them to a certain location. But they know that it's kidnapping. Yeah. He's like, you are kidnapping these girls. He explains that um, Stadom has um, made a deal with the woman and is unable to pay for it. So now he needs to make another plan. So they do this on the premise that he's going to pay them. 
but he can't pay this woman. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Ick, yeah. South African logic. <laughs> South yeah. African math. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it is then said that Kuss turns around and he says, it's a very easy job. It's like taking candy from a baby. It's woman. Okay, can I just say, <laughs> I have a kid. If she's midway eating a lolly and I take that thing from her. Ooh. Yeah, sure. Probably I can physically overpower her. Yeah. But that grip strength yeah. is next level. Yeah. Taking candy from a baby yeah. is not that easy. The, when they have that hand. And when it's they like have this. that little hand. And those vocal cords. Like, I feel like this just sets up to what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Literally, girl. Literally. Literally. So he's also just like, I'm a man. Look at my big dick. Yeah. These are women. They can't do shit. Yeah. I'm already pissed off. You Carry on. He's like, you know what? Business deal gone wrong. I made a business deal. I can't pay them. I need you to kidnap them. And I'll take care of the rest from there. Nelson, Elliot, and James. No. Nelson, Elliot, and Moses. They phone a third... Fr- no. <laughs> I know what's happening. So... Elliot and um, Nelson agree to this. They're like, okay, you know what? We will do We will do the kidnapping. It's fine. Okay. But now, Kuis is like, I'm going to take some extra precaution here and I'm going to get in my own guy to go with you guys. This guy's name is Moses. Okay? And he is said, this now James's brother? No. No. That's different. Jack. Okay, so this so is... So Moses di- is like a whole new person whole new coming person, into different this. different guy. Okay. Okay? So they like... So Kuis is like, I'm going to bring Moses and Moses is going to go with... With you and Elliot, with Nelson and Elliot, okay? And we obviously just need to understand that these are not people that this couple has seen because they no. don't work on the property yeah. regularly. No. Okay, these so do you think this is like part of his plan? I so, think so. Because I think he didn't want them to like know it's him. Or yeah. if there's anything, oh, it's these random guys yeah. but making, no, making you know cuck on a farm. So they think... It comes out like a little bit later, but they basically think that if they get these people, because they dress them up in a disguise and then they send them to the house. That was the theory in plan, right? Yeah. The plan in theory. And their thinking behind it was that if they, they were going to dress up as ESCOM workers, which... Oh, this is bad. Which they then thought, okay, cool. What, um, what that means is if they go in, they're like, listen, we work from ESCOM, whatever, they will have easier access into the home. So it wouldn't have been such a fight to get them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it if if James had gone, they would have been like, oh, but it's James. Why does he need to come into my yeah. house? If it's some random people pretending to be ESCOM workers, like they're thinking, okay, maybe they'll let us in the house. Yeah. or well, we ESCOM is like our is South Africa's electricity people. <laughs> electricity thieves. Electricity non-providers. Yeah. <laughs> non-providers. Yeah. So they are the owners of load shedding. Yes. Literally. So, so yes. Yeah, so Nelson, Elliot and Moses, they are all told, you go do this kidnapping. Okay. Yeah. Dress up like ESCOM people. Yeah. So they are told that they're going to get paid 50,000 Rand for this. Okay. I for think. a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And not even like each, like all together. Is it me or is that a lot of? Is that not a lot? That's of money? not a lot of money. To me, it's like a lot of money. No, for a peace job, fifty thousand rand to go kidnap someone. Okay, I yeah, could spend if you my take, life in jail and you're if, gonna give me fifty thousand rand, no, and you, I have to share it with two other people. 
Yeah, okay, maybe. But like in my mind, I thought it was going to be like a 2K each, you know? Because peace oh, jobs are usually like quick cheap, money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the money to pay like a company to do this. Bruh, he didn't have money, but he offered this bitch 2 million rand, 50,000 rand. He's offering anyone whatever they want. Whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't care. Like, okay, 50K. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah. They're going to yeah. take this. Yes. You know? I'm, and also, I think I'm putting myself in their mind. To mm. them, it's probably like a, lot a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Like, you will have to do 50,000 peace jobs to get that time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a valid point. So, Vincent, who is Chris's son, the one that's 30, <laughs> he helps investigators confirm that this whole thing is premeditated as he explained that on the 8th of December, Chris had expressed to him and his girlfriend that he had a plan to take over Anisha's land. So already, like two, three days before this, he's already brewing this in his brain. And he's so excited he's telling his son. He's so I'm excited get this land. he is telling his son, yes. Oh. So Vincent told detectives that Chris told him and his girlfriend that he was going to kidnap the girls and make them sign an agreement to sell the property for a much lower amount than the two million that she wanted. He says that he knew the girls wouldn't make it out alive. Um, so he tried to convince Quiz not to do this. But Quiz was already like like trigger happy. But like, he doesn't phone the police. Mm -mm. Yeah. yeah. That's my thing. People are like, oh, but I knew it was wrong. And like, I tried to help. No, you didn't. No. You didn't. This is two days before this even happened. That gives you like a full 48 hours. To make a phone call that's going to take you, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. Hi, want to report something anonymously. This, 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 and the next thing, put the phone down. And if by like Done. day one, the police don't show up and don't do anything, you phone people you know. Right? Or at least you phone like, like the fucking... Beardwach. That is a big thing in South Africa. Phone your, phone your neighborhood watch. Yeah. Like those are usually big guys with big cars mm. protecting the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like if this is happening and there's people... But I mean, even if he had phoned Anisha... Like yeah. the day of and been like, listen, motherfucker. Pack your shit, go. Go, now, now. Like, you could have done anything, but you didn't. You could have ran over to her and Literally. told her. Literally. What is, please tell me. Okay, when, I'm going to listen to the rest of this. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's like, he couldn't convince Chris. Otherwise, Chris had made up his mind. So Saturday, the 9th of December, Nelson, Elliot, and Moses go to Anisha. First, they go to the Stradorms house. Okay. Okay. You see, so the 50,000 Rand that they were offered was originally offered to Nelson and Elliot. Then, when Chris hired the third person, Moses, he gave Moses a separate 2,000 Rand. Okay. So that makes sense. You see, there already comes my horror Donasi mm. about the 2K. Mm. So obviously, he's not going to pay Nelson mm -mm. and Elliot, mm -mm. right? Because maybe the 2K he will pay Moses because it's his guy. Yeah. That makes sense for a peace job. Yeah. But the 25K each, each for the other two, not going to happen. Exactly. So Nelson testifies that Mercia provided them with the gun and the ESCOM uniform so that they could pose as these workers and access the house easier, which we went through. Okay, so Nelson says that Mercia told him once the job was done, he would get his money. But... He first, they first decide together that they first want to deposit. They're like, I'm not going to do this and only get paid after. Like, because then you're not going to pay me, right? Uh, yeah. So on the day, Nelson says he received a deposit of 15,000 rand, which is more than I thought they were going to get, to be honest. Yeah. But he gets 15,000 rand. Is it EFT? 
<laughs> I just want to know, is it um, paper trail? Is it cash? <laughs> I'm not sure, girl. Okay. And so the they get the 15,000 rand deposit, the uniforms, and the gun. And then they go off to the funny couch. And they get there. And now when Nelson testifies, he says that there was a party going on at the funny couch's house and they realized they wouldn't be able to kidnap the woman. So he decided to take the money and run. And him and Elliot were never seen at the Stradorm's house again. So what it actually comes out to be is, which is actually quite devastating, but in court, I think one of the brothers or sisters of the couple testified and said it wasn't a party. It was us mourning our dead father. I just wanted to say. Yeah. So that comes out in court that like they came that night and they, in his words, he goes, there was a party. And her response is, it's not a party. It's us mourning the death of our dad. Yeah, it's probably a family having dinner together yeah, and crying and laughing and telling stories. Like you can, mm. I understand that because you can easily, when you're in mourning, it's not just people sitting around crying in little groups. Mm. I mean, you're telling stories about this person. You're laughing. You're watching videos about this person. You, you're like ce- almost celebrating while you're mourning this mm. person's life because... Obviously, this person meant a lot to everyone. So Mm. I can imagine myself in that situation being like, I want to watch all the little videos we took. I want to watch like all the photos. I want to tell all these stories, Mm. all the funny moments, you know? Yeah, 100%. Probably there's some dad jokes in there that they, you know, (laughs) retold. And then so I can see in a way what it looks like a party. But I also get the whole idea of her being like, listen, this wasn't a party. Yeah. This was... This was... I was planning a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, it comes from Joey's sister. Her name is... Is Lena this now? Bain. Was this... Was this the car that was watching them? Yes. Oh! Mm-hmm. Look so at, at me cluedoing the shit together, okay? So, at first, the very first car, because I remember I said there were two people watching them. Yes. Two different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was Elliot So, this and is Elliot and Nelson. In the, the very first, first car. Okay. But nobody notices. Nobody sees them. Okay. They see the, the party, but it's okay. actually the funeral yeah, planning yeah, yeah, the going Saturday. On. Yeah. And they decide, we're not going to be able to kill these. Let's just take our money and fucking run. Let's yeah. just get the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. So they run. They are never, ever seen back at the Stradorm property again. Yeah. However, Moses is. Because he didn't go with. To he, go. he went with them. But he wasn't in the car watching them. Mm, he was. Oh, I thought there was two people in the car. No. Three people. Three. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, because remember, Elliot, Moses, well, Elliot and Nelson came together. Yeah. And then Chris told Moses, go with them. Oh, and paid okay. him that extra 2000 yeah, yeah, yeah. to go with. Okay. So, I'm not sure how they all separated and how it came out that this guy was going to leave without without the kidnapping. And let the other two just run off free with well, the money. They but could have just told him, yo, bro, we come back later. Yeah. Or whatever. And then they but just dipped. Yeah. So I don't know how all of that went and how it would all like panned out. But somewhere along the line, the three separate. The two take the money and fuck off. And Moses goes back to Chris. And I'm also guessing like if two guys are whole assing out of somewhere. Like it's you as one person. Yeah. Can't really stop them. Especially if they have the car. Like kick you out and they book it yeah like you, you can't what, really, what, you what are do? you gonna do did so, he go back now and tell quest that they fucked off yeah okay he um nelson alleges that mercia came to back to his house after they had run off and taken the money and demanded he give them the gun 
which is weird because there wasn't much talk about him giving the money back. She just wanted the gun. So they went back to their house and then she pitched she, up. Yeah, she the, pitches up. Yes, this bitch has like... And she's 21, bitch. She's, she's not 21. scared. Nah, girl. I would not... If two guys I hired or my husband hires mm. to go do this shit mm. and I give them a gun... Mm. I'm not going to go show up at their house. Mm, no, no ways. As a 21-year-old woman in South Africa. Fuck no. There's no way. So then it's alleged that a day or so later, a second group is hired by Quiz. He's just not giving up. Mm-mm. These are now the people that will follow through and commit the kidnapping and murder of Joey and Anisha. So these people are the two Satola brothers, James and Jack. And Alex, Madua, then Mersha and Chris are also involved. Okay. Okay. Is Moses also still involved? And Moses, yes. Okay. But like Moses and Moses's, Moses's? Mosai? Mosai's. His involvement is like weird though. Like it's very, like, it's like he was just there. Like he didn't really do much. He just was there when it happened. Do you think I owe Gavy? <laughs> you know? Like he's the watcher on the wall. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Guarding the realms Could of men. <laughs> so Sunday the 10th of December. This is the day before the girls are supposed to leave to Pretoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurs realizes he needs to make a new plan. So he instructed the Satole brothers to, to do this crime. You guys are going to fucking need to do this. Kurs leaves his house that morning so that he isn't near Moinoi around the time the girls disappear. He thought about this. He was like, I'm not going to be caught dead near this place. Yeah, I'm going to have an alibi. Mm-hmm. So then the Satole brothers make their way over to Anisha and Joey's house. Where they're getting ready to... Where they are now getting ready. Yeah. They're packing. They're doing their shit. Okay, they're they preparing. they're probably so emotionally drained. Because on yeah. a regular family is emotionally draining. Mm. So if you think, imagine having your entire family mm. for a funeral gathering at your house. And now you have to get ready to travel. Like your brain... Fried. Fried. So the girls are busy at their house. They're packing for their trip. They're doing their thing. They had planned to drop off their keys on Monday morning at a very close friend of theirs. Yeah. Um, so that they could house sit for them. Now, the girls only ever left their keys with one person. Okay. It was always the same person. Yeah. And they only let this one person look after their house. Yeah. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Same. Same person. Yeah. Always. And it's this one chick friend of theirs. Okay. We literally have the same person. Yeah. See? Like even after she killed our plants the first time, she still house sits for us. Heavy. Yeah. Like that is. That's heavy. Yeah. The animals are alive at least. Oh, so okay. I'm not that bothered about the kitchen plant. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're at their house getting ready, the Satole brothers just barge in. They hold, hold it hold them at gunpoint and tell them to get into Anisha's car. They make Anisha drive. Or or Joey, I don't know who was driving, but they make one of the girls drive and they have them at gunpoint and they're like, now fuck off to Chris's house. So they they recognize... Yeah, they know. How confused must they have been? Because it's probably like, your first reaction is most likely like, oh shit, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, like on a farm, it's like, oh fuck, what's on fire? No, no, because why the fuck did you need to hold me at gunpoint for that? Oh, so they barge in with the guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And then they get them into the car. They shove them into the car. They're like, fucking get in the car and drive. Let's go to Kurs. Yeah. 
So that's what they do. Um, when they arrive, the Satole brothers grab both the girls by their necks and drag them to two separate locations. So they take Anisha into the house and they take Joey into a storage container that's on the property. Okay. Moses, who had failed the kidnapping but was now at the house when the girls arrived, states that he saw Anisha being bound by heavy-duty cable ties and her mouth was covered by duct tape. He then witnessed James rape her while Mercia stood from the doorway and watched. So both Moses and Mercia watched him rape this girl. So Mercia stayed while Kush left. left. Yeah, she was still there. And she's... How do you watch a... F- he... Moses is then given papers from Mercia. Okay, she gives him some papers and she says, you need to get Anisha to sign these papers. She's like, this girl has just been kidnapped. Well, let's start off. Her dad's just died. Yeah. Okay. Now she's been held at gunpoint, kidnapped, separated from her wife, tied up, raped. Now she's being held at gunpoint and her wife's life is being threatened. Okay. He's like, I'm going to kill your wife. He is told, sign this paper. This will end basically yeah and she probably knows that they're gonna rape her wife as well and like so she she signs away her property vincent's girlfriend the stepson's girlfriend yeah he said that he also witnessed anisha being raped um so he knows this is gonna happen he sees oh wait his girlfriend she she witnesses the rape and she says that she then realized that the duct tape and cable ties she had gone to buy this is what they were for like that realization then sets in that now what oh, she so while someone's being raped you are having a light bulb moment like how fucked up can you be <laughs> like it's like, a little oh, bit selfish oh that is what it was for how the fuck do you even think about that yeah like how is your first instinct not to stop the shit but you're like oh that's why i went to that's why i went to checkers <laughs> that's why oh no Oh no. Am I an accomplice? Oh my god. Oh my god. What have I done? Yeah. Yeah, no girl. It was weird. So what she's the like, actual fuck? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So now while this is happening, she signs off the papers, whatever. Then James tells Moses to go check on Jack and Joey, James's brother and Anisha's wife, who are now in the storage container. When he walks in, he then realizes that it's so sad. But both the women are experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time. Because while James is raping Anisha, Jack is raping Joey. No. Just in a separate separate area. So he walks in and he sees that Jack is raping her. Um, I'm not sure like what he does. I don't know if he walks out or if he goes to tell James or what. But shortly after, James takes Anisha to the container where Joey is. There, Jack proceeds to rape both women again while Mercia, James, and Moses all watch. So Moses claimed that he found this difficult to watch and the terror from the women was more than he could bear. And even though James had told him not to, Moses had to leave the container multiple times throughout the attack. But I'm like, why didn't you leave and fucking get help? You're sitting there going, yeah, and how the terror you... of these women, it was so much for me. I had to leave, but I came back. But I came back with oh, no but... help. Yeah. And then it was just too bad again. So, so I, I left. To... I left again, but I came back. You know? And where's the 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 son's girlfriend now? Is she like in the house? I think so. I think Looking she... at her fucking checkers receipts. 
<laughs> seeing what she did seeing what she did yeah, i just this know she epiphany. wasn't there in the container watching okay. what had happened okay random question Quiz never instructed them to do this he never instructed them to rape them no yeah but he, he also didn't did he tell them like just keep them there yeah it was kind of like get them there keep them there and when i come back i'll deal with the rest but why is Mersha just standing there watching? Like, they must have known that these guys were going to do something. Mm. I don't know. I think I think she was there to get the papers signed. And that's all she focused on? Yeah. No. Don't do that. I just want the papers. Like, none, none of that. Mm. Just, oh, well, you know. Do might as well get do, your... But m- please just make sure my papers are signed yeah, by the end Yeah, might as well get my fucking money's worth. So, yeah. No. Oh, okay. So they did these guys have priors, huh? priors like prior arrests. Prior, are we getting there? Am I jumping? Okay, okay, continue. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So it's like, oh, girl, they're just too smart for me. It's like you can see it miles ahead. It's crazy. So let me stop playing with that. So after this happens, Joey and Anisha are then forced to provide their bank pins to these people. And which they do in hopes that, like, okay, maybe this is going to be it. Like, once I give you all my fucking money, like, maybe then you'll let me go. Then phone records show that Mercia phoned Quiz to let him know that the paperwork had been signed. The next record shown from Quiz is him phoning James and telling him to kill Anisha and Joey. Unfortunately, like, so much happens to their bodies. Like, they've been through so much and... Their bodies end up getting burned, which we're going to get into. But due to like how horrific this is, both of these girls, their causes of death is never able to be identified because of how badly their bodies have like now. Yeah, so there's obviously like some traces of what has been done to them Mm. and then they were burnt. Mm. So there's no way, they didn't die of the burning though. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't know. They don't know if they were dead before that. They don't know if... Something had happened. So I'm guessing the lungs are like burnt as well, so they can't see if they were breathing. Everything, dude. Like they cannot tell you what exactly caused these girls to die. What happened to them? There's two versions of, well, two speculations. Yeah. Of how they could have possibly died. One is that they were strangled and then shot. Yeah. And the other is that they had a rope tied around their necks. They were hung next to each other inside the shipping container. Where they were left to die until they came back when they were dead, got the bodies and burned them. So, but they don't know which one it is. So, early early testimonies say that the bodies were burned almost immediately after they passed away. However, Vincent, the stepson, he said his girlfriend, she says that him and him and his girlfriend say a completely different story to what happened. They say that they, when the girls were dead. James wrapped them up in a carpet and took them to a stream on the Stradom's property where he leaves them wrapped up in in the carpet. They the burnt bodies. No, they're not burnt yet. Okay, so they were dead before they got burnt. This is what... Oh, this is the one theory. This is what they're claiming. Okay. This is what Vincent yeah. them are saying could have happened. Okay, but the medical people but are like, they're like we, we don't know. We can't okay. say this This is yeah. true or not. We're literally okay. basing this also off of what you're saying to yeah. us. Okay. So they say that when Quiz gets there, him and Vincent go to look at the bodies and Quiz gets mad at James for just leaving the bodies there and says to him he needs to finish what he started. So this is when the bodies are put into metal bins along with the girls' clothing 
and extra like rubble and cuck and everything is then covered in petrol and set alight. It's said that Kurs is the one that, that lit the fire, that started the burning. So Mercia, oh, James they weren't and alive. Jack just watched. I also hope they weren't alive. So James then calls his friend Alex. So remember I told you briefly yeah. there's this Alex guy that gets involved. Yeah. So Alex is given the girl's pin codes and told to withdraw cash and swipe for other purchases. And then he proceeds to just go on a fucking spending, f- spending spree. Now he denies knowing that the cards belong to two deceased women and he believed that they belonged to James, which and made they, no fucking sense. And they probably had extra money because the family probably, like if they're gathering at their house, mm. everybody's giving the money to them. For the funeral stuff, they probably withdrew money from different accounts to go buy stuff for the funeral. Yeah. That's just like my, my 10 cents, yeah. like what I would think. I have no idea, but I just know that all their money was fucking taken. So he then goes on like a fucking shopping spree. Now, it's just weird that he says that the money belongs, well, that he believes that the cards were James because he had no issue overly spending the money, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just weird. Like, it's just a weird circumstance. And there's names on the cards. Right? You would think. In South Africa, your name is on your card. Yeah. I don't it fucking know. I definitely think he's fucking lying, but whatever. D- 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 does it say how much he spent? No. Um, not an exact Just amount. overly spent. Yeah, he just fucking spent a shit time. I know there was like an 800 rand cash withdrawal and then like other money was like spent online and then apparently he just went and fucking spent a whole bunch of cash doing fuck knows what. While this is all happening, the bodies are fucking burning and after many hours of the bodies being burned, they eventually remove them from the bins and now they were like big pieces of bone yeah. that they then proceeded to smash with a hammer and then everything was placed into bags. They were originally going to dispose the bags there on the property, but then they decided to remove it from there and later take it to a completely different location off the property, like not even close to the property. So Monday 11th of December comes around and Joey and Anisha don't show up in Pretoria for this funeral show. So they did all this just on Sunday? Yeah, a lot here. So the girls would never have just missed this. So Anisha's brother goes to their property to find out what the fuck is yeah. going on. However, like the home is like really quiet. He's like, he doesn't see the car there because obviously they took the, they took yeah. the car. So he's like, okay, but then what the fuck? The house is locked and he's like, what am I going to do? But then so he they hears, took the time to lock the house. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. he hears someone working at the panel beating shop. so he's like okay let me go find out because it's like on the same property let's go see so he gets there and he sees Chris there who is working and they start to speak and Chris says he doesn't know where the girls are um they gave him the keys to their house when he when they left now Corbis is already like red flag because he's like you are not the holder of the key you see yeah it's like they had a specific person and you're not that person. Yeah. And he's just like, in his gut, he's like, there's no way out of anybody they could have given the keys to that it would have been him. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. He's already like, ifish about about things. Okay. So he then says he's also looking for the girls. Oh, Kurt says he's also looking for the girls as they signed an offer to sell the property and he needs to get everything in order to finalize it with his lawyer. So now Kermis, again, like red fucking flags are going off, sirens are going off. Because what from what Kursa said, 
he understands that Anisha has now given the property to him for a lot less than what she wanted. And he's like, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know? Chris then proceeds to explain how the woman had phoned him from a strange number that he had never seen before and asked him to bring them their cell phones which he says he does he takes their cell phones to a garage which is like a petrol station in south why Africa. does he have their cell phones in his in his story they like left it at the house or whatever before they left so he's like so he takes it to the garage which is yeah which is a petrol station in south Africa, a gas station yeah, a gas station um we call it a garage a full <laughs> store a full store um so he takes it there and the girls are apparently there in a strange car that he's never seen before with two other women claiming and then he claims that this is the last time he sees them but i just find this really weird because when when um quibus gets there you know chris is all like i don't know where the girls are but then he's all like oh but i took them their phones well um, like i'm not on his side whatsoever mm. like at all and i'm not, not but i can't help to think like why didn't you just shut the fuck up literally like just you could have just talking. been like nah i didn't see shit and left Sorry. it that kept the keys I'm, just shut the fuck up kept the car like, i don't know where the keys are i'm panel beating you what so, just shows you how fucking stupid he is right oh and i feel like it's almost like a thing of like he kind of wants to say something like he kind of wants to flaunt it but he know he can't so he like drops subtle hints i don't know it's just fucking like weird he's that confident that he can make up this entire story and people will just exactly like, oh yeah that makes sense so then quibus is like nah this shit something weird is going on so he phones joey's brother and explains that there's just such a bad vibe and he's like i want to check out this house but like I don't want to do this alone. Yeah. Please come. So Joey's brother arrives shortly after and the men enter the house together. They find the woman's half-packed bags on the bed. Anisha's phone is also found, which is weird because Chris was like, I took them their phones. Yeah. So why is her phone in the house? Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. Family immediately contact police and report them missing because they're like, something is wrong. Like, their yeah. car's not here, they're not here, but their bags are here, their phones, phones are, are here, here, even after they shouldn't be here. Like, something weird's going on. So, the first officer on the scene doesn't initially find Stradom's story suspicious. He's like, okay, yeah, like, whatever. But this soon after very much changes. Yeah. Tuesday, the 12th of December. Police executes a search warrant for Chris Stradom's property, both at the shop and his home. Yeah. Um, the shop didn't have anything, like nothing came up. The panel beating shop. Yeah. Okay. However, the home, very different. So red flag number one is that everywhere in the house has been cleaned. And it's later confirmed that pool acid and several other chemicals were used to clean this area. Do you think maybe that's what the girlfriend did? I do. I think it is said somewhere in one of the articles I read. I just didn't put it down that that she helped clean up. I know her, she cleaned up. I know Moshe cleaned up. And I'm pretty sure what, I think Moses helped clean. I know there was a third person. I just don't remember who. But yeah, a few of them decided to clean up the area. The second thing that was a red flag was that when they when police searched the Stradom residence, they found evidence to believe that the missing girls were held captive in the house. But the nature of this evidence was never disclosed, mm. which is to me stupid. They I want the access to these files, can't I? I swear I'll go study all this cock mm. just to be able to have 
security clearance to read this and then just continue podcasting after that like right. I, yeah fuck tuesday the 12th the whole like investigation of the house happens wednesday the 13th comes and Quirce is arrested in a parking lot at a grocery store in moinoy for two weeks he claimed he didn't know why he was arrested on the same day like as <laughs> his arrest that's it's a Yo, the Satole brothers were arrested in their own home. Although none of them are talking, ATM records show that the transactions on the bank cards and CCTV and facial recognition searches identify Alex as the man who used the cards and he is also then arrested the following day. Yeah, they jumped on this quick. Quick, bitch. So by For now... a place called Moinoy. <laughs> Dude, it's probably only like the fucking size of a five rand coin. So. Yeah. So by now the family is preparing for the worst because even though the women are still considered missing, they're like, yeah, this is not, this is not, no, no, it's not looking good, bro. So when all four men come to court, everyone starts to lose faith that the couple will return safely. Like everybody's like, so are they already put on trial before these, the girls are found? Yeah. Well, they go to court. I don't know exactly what for. It's probably like a bail hearing. Yeah, I, yes, or a, that's what it is. Okay. Their bail hearing because okay. they all, I think, attempt to get bail or whatever. So they go to court, whatever, and everybody's like, "Okay, there's no coming back from this." And these women, they're not coming back either. Yeah, it's not explained. Oh, on the same day that they all go to court, so this is six days later after the murder happens. Okay. Yeah. Six days later, so this is on the sixteenth of December around about yeah. the girl's car is found on the side of the road burns out yeah so they didn't even keep the car but i think that's also because there were probably evidence of them yeah. and the girls in the car together yeah. so they could they could have been placed together because james and them they they were in that car yeah you know it wasn't just the girls they in could that have left car. some dna in there exactly so okay so so far the, all, the only evidence they have is that the house is being cleaned mm-hmm. that undisclosed evidence mm-hmm. which obviously needs to be enough mm-hmm. and then also the weird vibes of um yeah, but i'm talking about like physical uh, evidence yeah. that's it so far pretty much so they can still get away with this yeah okay Although it's not explained how or who said it to the police, it becomes clear that someone, most likely Moses, Vincent, which is the stepson, or Vincent's girlfriend, um, started telling the truth. Someone started speaking up and spilling beans. You see, this is why witnesses are so bloody important. Because mm. if you go on what they have right now, this could become like a, oh, there was a little bit, but it's maybe not enough. Exactly. I was just about to think like, if somebody does not speak up, this can go into nothingness. Exactly. So between the three, either Moses, Vincent's or Vincent's girlfriend, I think her name is um, Marushka or something. Marushka. Yeah, it sounds like very German or not German. Russian. Russian. Like, I'm pretty sure her name is Marushka, but please don't yeah. quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> um... So one of them start talking and the reason why people find this out is because the four men are then charged with murder, rape, kidnapping, robbery and unlawful weapon, uh, unlawful possession of a firearm. Does it say why, does it say if she was or the person that spoke up, does it say that they were interrogated or that they just, I did think the guilt it become comes too out, much? It comes out that they turn to, um, what, a witness, turn to state witness. 
So they all turn, st- so they basically swap sides. So yeah, so basically what that means is they admit to their guilt, their part to play, yeah. as well as what they witnessed when they were there in hopes that this is going to lessen their their prison time. Okay, so what I'm getting from this mm. is, what I'm assuming is they got interrogated mm. or they spoke to each other and mm. they were like, listen. Mm. I think because, I think it was an interrogation because this was most regarding like their bail and things like that so yeah. i think they were getting told listen if you don't speak up like we're not going to grant you guys bail or anything yeah. like you're going to sit until trial yeah that's what like I the think. point i'm trying to make or the point i'm what i'm trying to figure out in my own head was it the guilt just becoming too much for them and luckily they spoke up mm. because from what I've seen from other cases, like this is evidence is not enough no. for a conviction. Because all you need is reasonable doubt. Yeah. And this plenty of reasonable plenty, doubt. Plenty, plenty. Like this guy might be dodgy, but whatever. Yeah. Um, if they didn't speak up, there wasn't enough of a case. No. So either the police did like some proper, proper freaking work yeah. or these guys just felt guilty and luckily spoke up i personally think it was the police investigating them i don't think any one of these people seem like the type to start to feel guilty no no no. especially because they witnessed so much and and didn't do anything 100 percent. so well done on the police for like especially doing this so quickly and then getting these people to like spill the beans Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm not usually one to like praise South African police yeah, because I mean the you can just go Google that. <laughs> yeah, for look yourself. at our track record. Yeah. The four men are now charged with murder, rape, kidnapping, robbery, robbery, and unlawful possession of a firearm. The search for the remains of Joey and Anisha mm. it just led to more trauma, honestly, because like so many things were still left unanswered. So initially, what happened was. Police searched the Stratum property and remains were found. However, DNA came back and it didn't belong to either woman. <gasps> it's Natasha. <laughs> between Stratum's property in Moinoy, between that Moinoy property, another property previously lived at, and the site at the R104, where they allegedly took Anisha and Joey's remains after taking yeah. it away from their house. Okay, Remains of five different human beings were found. Five. Did they taste them? DNA tests come back and told that only one, that only Joey's remains could be identified and none of Anisha's. What? Sadly, months later, it comes out that the results were misread and it was actually reversed. Um, it was Joey's DNA that couldn't be found, but Anisha's could. So throughout these three different locations, five different DNA tests come back, four of which are unknown. One is Anisha's. And Joey is still nowhere, nowhere to be found. So Joey can either be one of the four. No, she can't be one of the four because... Because her, they had her DNA. Yeah, it doesn't come back. So there's four different... Natasha is one of them, the the one that disappeared. Amanda. Yeah. And then... But they found Amanda's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. But Natasha is the one that nobody knows. No one knows. Now there's additional three other people that we don't know. And Joey, who we know of but hasn't been found. So that gets us up to six different human remains. No. Yeah, girl. We need Temperance Brennan. I know it's a TV show, but like, are there people out there like Bones, (laughs) the TV show that can like literally identify a body because of like a freaking, what was it that she did? Like a 
fraction of a freaking tibia, you know? Like, yeah. how, how mm. is it not possible to be like, obviously the other people as well, but somebody that's directly linked to this case, Natasha, I know I'm on this boat now. <laughs> I'm on this train heading like, mm. where is Natasha? <coughs> yeah, where's Natasha? How can they not... Do we not, is there nothing in the world that can do that? Or is it just South Africa that we do not have the resources or the people that can mm, do this? Mm, I don't know, but we should Please let us know. Yeah. Someone. If you guys know this, if there's a Bones out there. That can come help us out. Come help us out. I want to know if the, one of these is not done. We need a forensic. I'm going to phone a forensic anthropologist and find out why we can't Yeah, guys, because we found a lawyer. So. Yeah, we found. We're, we're getting a team. We'll get to that at the end. We're yeah. gonna, we've got some news, whoop, whoop. but let's get back to this because I'm like invested here. Yeah. Okay. So January 2018 comes along. Okay. So now this is like a month after the murders yeah. have now happened. Moses, Marushka, the girlfriend, yeah. Vincent, this, the boyfriend, stepson, yeah. Mersha Stradom have all been arrested. Okay. So Mersha Stradom's arrest only came after an arrest warrant was issued and the family set up a, well, Anisha's family set up a reward for her arrest and then the police publicly requested that she come forward so she handed herself over to police protesting her innocence and claiming she was at her mother's house when the girls went missing but that's not true prosecution eventually admits to the judge that the case is far too complex and is taking much longer than they expected to prepare for trial. Another factor in this taking so long was the multiple defendant was that multiple defendants had other cases going on at the same time. Okay, but they're saying this after a month, which is crazy. Because how long do cases in South Africa take? Like it takes both long, dude. Years. Yeah. So them apologizing for this only taking a month. Like I forgive you, bitch. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. take your minute. Like other cases take way, way longer. longer. So 2018 comes and they charged. Charges were reinstated for James Sotole and Chris Tredom for the murder of Amanda Janse von Rensburg. Yeah. The very first murder, yes. right? So they're busy going through that as their separate case. Yeah, because they're not like linking everything. Yeah. They're like, okay, Then honey. Alex, his DNA, now his separate cases that are simultaneously going on. He's the ATM guy. Yeah. So his DNA was flagged for five rape cases in the Moinoy area between 2008 and 2010. He was charged with these rapes while being held for his involvement in the murder of Joey and Anisha. He was also linked to three unsolved house break-in cases. So that's what he's dealing with on top of this now murder of Anisha and Joey. So while awaiting trial for the murder case... He was handed down a life sentence for one of the rapes, okay, plus 15 years imprisonment for each of the other four rapes and 10 years each for the housebreaking charges. So, so they didn't know, they matched all of these together, but they couldn't find him. They didn't know who he was. I don't think so. And then I think when he got caught for this, yeah. then things started popping up well well done for the life sentence on the rape like i have been preaching this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so he got 15 yeah life sentence for the first rape and then 15 for everyone after that 15 for each for for the four others yeah and then 10 years for the three unsolved house break-ins okay 10 so years each life in south africa for your first murder is like 20 years mm. add the 60 for the the four rapes mm, that's 80 
plus the 10, so 90 years. No, 10 each for three, so that's for plus three. 30, so that's 130. What? 120. 120, yeah. So this, he he's dying in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's okay. not getting out. Okay, okay, I'm having some, some, some better hope for this. Ongoing and multiple bail applications would be made by all the accused. And this is before he gets charged with a murder. Mm -hmm. So he already has a 120 going on strong. Yeah. Okay. And this is just the one, bruh. Yeah, but the thing is now, I don't know if these these charges were supposed to be served coherently or concurrently. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not entirely sure about that. Multiple bail applications would be made by all the accused and eventually Mercer was granted bail, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Kuis, Jack, James and Alex were all denied the bail. Bail, yes. So Marushka, Vincent and Moses would eventually all turn to state witness to avoid legal action for their parts in the crime. Their testimony was vitally important in securing the case against the other five accused. Yeah. Those um, who chose to become state witness witnesses were then left with no choice but to go into witness protection as Kuis had made it clear that he was going to fucking take out anybody that was going to testify against him. And he doesn't care how he has to do it, but if anyone is going against them... They were threatened with their fucking life. So he obviously has some sort of other connection. Maybe the other four bodies that Mm. were found. Maybe something. But he was like, I don't care who's saying they can testify against me. If they do, they will die. And it said that this included even his own son. Like his son was included in this threat. So because of this, all those that turned to state witness now had to go into witness protection. Why don't you just lock them up? They're safe in prison. Literally. Put them in solitary confinement. confinement. They are safe. Nobody can get to them. And they're serving their freaking prison thing. I agree. Stratum was also caught during this time trying to get a hitman for one specific police officer. I'm not sure why. I don't know if this was like the lead officer in the case or if this officer had something or what. But he was trying to create a hit on this police officer. And even once he was caught doing so, it said that this didn't stop him and he continued to try. Does he think he's some sort of freaking mobster? Literally. He got like a person who was supposed to be coming out of jail soon. Like he had gotten in contact with them and asked them to do it for him and he would pay them a certain amount of money well he allegedly said that mercia was going to pay him but so she th- turned against him no and then just his son in the yeah okay marushka marushka yeah finding out that he said that mercia would pay them like just said to police more that mercia was still working with her husband yeah and I'm just like, like, I don't know, like, this girl is sick in her head. Like, at 21, she's doing the thing she's doing. I feel like something has to happen in this girl's life because I'm like, you're dating a man double your age. You're being manipulated so easily that that you're doing these things. And if you're not being manipulated, you're just so sick in your head that you're okay doing the things that you're doing. Something yeah, see, had to have happened in her life. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against people being in relationships with people much older than Mm. them like hare whatever you live your life but if the emotional maturity gap Mm. is that big Mm. like there's a reason that 
you can't be 26 dating a 16 year old yeah other than the fact that it's illegal yeah but just thinking about it like logically you're in two different places you're in, in your two different life. places like, like i'm in high school and you're ready to yeah. settle down 21 21 yeah. i mean i'm already noticing my husband's only what like eight years older than me and sometimes i feel literally i can see how i don't get what you're saying i don't have the the emotional maturity and I mean, he's a man. He's a man. <laughs> he's a man. He's a man. So that age gap, it's 20 insane. years, he has kids older than you. Bro. You are still going through stuff that he has put his kids through. Like, is Literally. he raising you? <laughs> and like, imagine being a stepmom, right? To a 30-year-old or whatever, which is, it is what it is. They come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> But imagine being a stepmom to someone 10 years older than you and imagine trying to like enforce something in your household. There's no way. Like, There's no I, way. I would look at someone and be like, nah, be so fucking for real. Right. Be so fucking Is there, for There's real. no history on her life. Not that I like, dude, there was just so much in this case that I felt like I couldn't deep dive into everybody's past. I get that. Because I was like, then we're going to be sitting here for four hours. I get that. Okay. So if you want to, I can do some and we can do like a little mini sode on like just, just nurture. yeah just yeah just them she says she's gonna well queer says she would pay this person if they helped with the security guard but i don't think this ended up happening like i think it fell through or whatever the case may be so now more empty money promises yeah there's this really fucking weird part in this case that i like when i did my research and stuff girl when i tell you i felt sick to my stomach mm -hmm. reading about this something is just so far from like it's just so far off so there is another person that is involved mm -hmm. but it's it doesn't say to what extent he's involved what he saw what he knew nothing but he also became a state witness right and his name is Wilhelm Lobser or something like Lobscher. that Lobscher there we go and he was in his 20s okay his involvement and what he is to know and to have seen no one knows no one knows it's said that he saw the bodies burning however his mom denied this she said that's not true all that is a known, state witness so he must know something of value so all that is known is that the lobsher family was moved to zanin with witness protection relating to the case that's all that they said was that they are somehow involved or he is somehow involved. His life is getting threatened. His whole family needs to move to Deneen and get away because of what he knows. So November 2018, Lobsher is killed in a motorbike accident before he can testify in court. You lie. Initially, rumors said that this was on purpose. However, his mother said it was nothing more than a tragic accident, which I find very hard to believe. I find that so hard to believe. After this, the rest of the family was then moved again under witness protection to a new undisclosed location. So I don't know what the fuck Kurs was doing behind bars to this fucking man, but this Wilhelm dude knew something. And I think he knew something real, real dirty. Before he could testify, he somehow dies in this weird accident and no one is ever told what he knows do you it's think it's never it has something out. to do with i think i don't know if it's to do with this case or something to do with things that no one else knows yeah like the, i just wanted to say like the four bodies yeah i don't know 
I don't know. I don't know how he knows Chris. I don't know if they knew each other beforehand. I don't know if he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Nothing about this man is said besides the fact that he is now under witness. Well, his family is now under witness protection. And he was until he got, well, until he died before he could testify against Chris. Okay, but before somebody testifies right yeah they're not just testifying on a whim like the lawyers know what, what they, they know what they know what you need to say yeah okay what you want to say and they're not telling us no no one it, it no one says anything it's no <laughs> it's very frustrating no <laughs> but it just gives me such an icky vibe i don't like it the trial of the five remaining accused proceeds in 2019 it's like fucking four four years ago yeah it's crazy and then a single article is released that states that in September 2019, Quis Stradom has died. So the article claimed he was found unresponsive in his cell. Cellmates claimed he was poisoned. For days, authorities denied this. However, the evening of the 20th of September 2019, they confirmed that he had been in ICU for several days after taking tablets in attempts to take his own life. I feel like... If he already got away with the one murder mm. and he was planning on doing this to a police officer, all mm. that, mm. all basically while out in the open I'd, and running things out of prison, mm. like I feel there must be so much more to this story because this guy sounds like a crazy bloody narcissist. Right. For him to commit suicide... There must be so mm. much more pressing on his shoulders. Because yeah, if he's I feel running, like he's running away from something yeah. that he doesn't want people to know. Like yeah. something he's scared something's gonna come out. And yeah. that if they look hard enough and if they start connecting the right dots, something is gonna come out that he does not want to come out. No. And I don't know that what it is. That is not gonna be good for him while he's yeah. in prison. Mm-mm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it could be. All I know is that it's fucking bad because for the yeah if you look at because like i'm sorry a person like that especially with a narcissist i know narcissists that will threaten to kill themselves for attention but they can't actually do it because they're too fucking obsessed with themselves yeah, and they're too curious you know they just like you know but what are, when am i gonna miss the fomo of like what am i gonna miss yeah. out when i'm gone yeah but i'm like for someone like that and they can't imagine a world without them exactly themselves for him to have done what he did and to think he was going to get away with everything. I feel like something really dark and dirty had to have happened. Because I feel like he wouldn't have just killed himself because, oh, fuck, I got caught. Like, I feel like he would have thought, I'm smart enough to get my way out of this. And would yeah. have gone through trial trying to to lie and get his way out of yes. it. But he killed himself. And I'm like, to me, that says, in my opinion, you're hiding something that's a yeah. lot darker than anybody's expecting and let's be real from all the court cases i've looked at witnesses aren't the greatest pieces of evidence mm, mm, like mm. they are great but they're not the like they're not better than physical evidence yeah, 100%. and if you look at the physical evidence okay now there's a lot because they found the bodies but mm. is there anything literally linking him mm. to this mm. or can he still kind of like he can still sway his way yeah. out i feel like, I've seen some dodgy people getting off some dodgy shit, right? Yeah. And South Africa isn't run by a jury. 
No. So you just need this one person, this one judge, mm. to convince this person, mm. which I feel, in a way, is much easier 100%. than convincing a group of people. 100%. Especially if there was a load of women sitting there. Like, there's no way. No way. No way. Mm-mm. Especially and not in our fucking country with the no. amount of gender-based violence we have. Like, that shit is not taken no. lightly. No, no, no. So... And he sounds like he had some sort of power play in prison. Mm. There must be something deeper. There must be something so bad Mm. that even he he can't. He can't. He'd rather die. Than have it come out. Than have it come out. I agree. So his wife, Mosha, she was called and told that he was brain dead and was given the option to turn off the machines, which she then chose to do. Okay? So... James Atole ended up standing trial alone for the murder of Amanda Janza van Rensburg because fucking Chris killed himself. So in July 2020, he's found guilty and sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Amanda. The following month, James, Jack, Mercia and Alex were all found guilty for the charges against them. The Tsitole brothers were found guilty of two counts of murder, rape, robbery with aggravated circumstances, kidnapping, theft, and defeating the ends of justice. Alex was convicted on two counts of murder, robbery with aggravating circumstances, kidnapping, theft, and defeating the ends of justice. Mosha was found guilty for two counts of murder, robbery with aggravating circumstances, kidnapping, theft, unlawful possession of a firearm and ammunition, and defending the de- and defeating the ends of justice. It's all very similar stuff. Yeah. The Satole brothers were given four life sentences each. Alex was given two life sentences and Mersha was also given two life sentences. So this is now on top of Alex's other, other stuff. Yeah, on top of that. And now on top of um, James's already life sentence for Amanda, he's now given an additional four life sentences for the murder of Joey and Anisha. Does that so make the, sense? Yeah, so the ho- this whole thing actually did end up taking like many years. Yeah, because okay. now we're already in 2019. Yeah. And this happened 2017. And they weren't out on bail except for... Except for Mersha. Yes. Mersha pleaded for mercy to the judges, well, to the judge, as she had young children she needed to raise as they had now just lost their father. However, the judge said she wouldn't be given mercy as she didn't give mercy to those of her victims. Yeah. The families felt like justice was served. However, there is a bittersweet feeling because Chris got out of his punishment for both the Funny Cat Girls, Amanda Janssen van Rensburg, and five other unidentified victims. And that's our case. Heavy shit. Heavy fucking shit. What? Yeah. So yeah, basically, it really all does boil down to a greedy fucking man who couldn't keep his hands off of shit that did not belong to him. And was willing to do anything he could. Like from the start. Yeah. Because he was a normal renter. Yeah. And then he, he built just this. wanted more. This is crazy. Yeah. I think was this was this like prevalent in the news? Was this like because I don't remember any. I don't know how pre- prevalent it was. I assumed it would be because like it says like in the articles I read, like I mean it was covered by News Twenty Four and by Times mm. and um. But was there like single articles about it? I think News 24 had a few. Yeah. And then this other one, I think it's OIL. Yes. Yeah. They also had, I think, two or three articles on it. No, they are quite on top of things, They followed it the most. I would say that's where I got a lot of my information is because they followed it a lot. 
um they did a lot of updates and stuff like that i think they did like three articles one when it happened one when they did trial for bail and then one when they got tried okay. fully for everything yeah. so i mean there were like and like in the articles i read it was said that like it was according to south africa like one of the most horrendous crimes so i'm like i feel like it's known but i feel like it's not that known yeah i feel like also like our country goes through so much shit at one time that like all these things are happening but like we're also like oh but it's just the country we live in like oh but it's just south africa like nah guys it's not just south africa like this is fucked up like these are things that people should fucking know about yeah because i'm like knowing our fucking justice system what's the fucking bet at least at least one of these people will come up before they die at least this is why we have some news to share let's get into it let's get into it we have i almost want to say bullied we didn't bully her she was very excited (laughs) we have acquired a lawyer we're gonna call her cupcake yeah and she is going to be sitting on on our cases helping us obviously get everything right the way we're supposed to Mm. but not just that we are gonna do little mini sods with her where she is going to break down the trial the case legally Mm. why these people are getting the sentences that they get why everything is happening according to law the way that it's happening she is going to explain it to myself and b and we are gonna record it and put it on a podcast and i'm sure if you guys have any questions to ask her, she'll be happy to answer yeah, it please go for now we are busy setting up our website <laughs> but for now you guys can follow us on instagram go comment there on the case if you have any questions we will mm. make a separate little post just for her yeah, and then she's gonna she's gonna lay down the law lay down the law the law she's gonna get some big girl shit done in this bitch yes and she's gonna educate us educate like now it's not just gonna be shit talking opinions now we're gonna have facts and law like it's not gonna get better than this and i'm gonna learn some new words that i cannot pronounce (laughs) so we are extremely excited Mm -hmm. we will be introducing her hopefully by next week's episode Really? And Can you guys tell I'm just as new to the news as you are? <laughs> yeah. Like all of this happened yesterday and I just had, I ran with it. I love Lunch. it though. Yeah. So we are very excited for that. And I think this to me is growing into not just talking about these cases, mm. educating people, getting like people getting to know what they're living around, mm. but also getting to know like your rights and your yeah. law. And if you are ever hopefully never caught up in a situation like this mm. and to me as well when i watch crime documentaries when i listen to podcasts i don't understand why these people are getting the sentences that they're getting same. i don't understand and why like why can i do the same thing you did but we're getting two completely different, different sentences yeah. and why am i serving two life sentences at the same time yeah like why? why why should i why should my one victim be taken away from their right to justice because i'm already serving, serving justice for yes. someone else like you should both get the damn yeah justice. which in my mind if you're getting 20 years yeah. for two people but you're serving it at the same time then you're getting 10 years each like that's yeah. my goal math right there exactly and yeah. that to me that doesn't that's not, okay. not fair yeah no so she's and gonna then, like, come you get people that are fucking sitting in jail for crimes they commit over what like weed and i'm like be so fucking for real right. guys so she's gonna come and break this down 
Give us some extra info that we need. Mm. Give us little golden nuggets and educate us. I'm ready to be educated. Yeah. I'm ready. So ready. And you guys are going to love her. She is so freaking adorable. We love her. We love her. Already. We stan her so So, hard. So hard. So hard. (laughs) She's just like the best addition ever. So thank you guys for tuning in. And please, I don't want to be that person that's like, like and subscribe my channel. But if you guys do enjoy our podcast like and subscribe my channel yes so you can follow us you can give us a review if you Mm -hmm. have some 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 critical critics that you want to give us give it i'm ready my body is ready okay but be nice because i'm (laughs) sensitive and i've had a hard week (laughs) be a sensitive and she's had a hard week but but s can handle it yes tough cookie so okay and follow us on our instagram where we post photos that we can get online mm-hmm. if there's any interesting videos like last week's one we had the video Very so creepy. we post all of that on there all on thunder noodle thunder noodle but yes please stay safe be aware of your surroundings and touch some grass yo get outside get some fresh air drink yeah. some water breathe in the air yeah just yeah stay woke <laughs> <laughs> and with that we greet you goodbye bye bitch